everyone and welcome to the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. Today we will be talking about Germany's difficult 2-1 win over Romania in the FIFA World Cup qualifiers. And just to let you know, I am recording this at 2.30am my time. So I really want to get this over with as quickly as possible because it wasn't a very good game to watch. Now, what can I say about this game? It was tough for Germany because they went down 1-0 very early. And I don't think Hansi Flick got his tactics right for this one. Tactics or selection. Because it did not really look like a normal Hansi Flick side. And what do I mean by that? Let's start with the lineup. The lineup was problematic in the sense that, first of all, you don't have Manuel Neuer starting. He had an adductor issue and I hope it's not very serious. Because if it is, Bayern Munich will be in deep trouble this season. But any case... Um, you had Manuel Neuer not starting and Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, who is always a liability in front of goal, no matter what Barca fans might tell you. And the other problem was that you had Marco Royce starting instead of Thomas Muller. And I don't know why Hansi likes Royce so much. He is okay with Dortmund. I know that Dortmund fans like him. I know he's a darling of a lot of footballing media, but he's not ever been that good for Germany and he really proved that today. The other thing was that you had the fullbacks, Jonas Hoffman and Tilo Kerrer once again starting. And this was a carryover from the last international break. And I think Hansi was trying to build something with them. But this is all something that did not come off for him today. And we will get to that in a moment. The thing that I want to say is that Romania did play really well. They had a proper low block, but they also clogged Germany's passing channels. Each and every single channel that they wanted to use to pass the ball forward. And you had a feeling that they had done their homework and the way they scored the goal was a little bit lucky because, you know, Hagi, he went past Rudiger very easily. And I don't think it would have gone in if Manuel Neuer had been there, but maybe that's just my bias as a Bayern fan. But in any case, I would say credit to Romania. They did perform well and they did do their hardest to really try and injure Kimmich, which... I don't appreciate, but I can see, I can respect the hustle. So credit to Romania, you did well. You just couldn't win this time simply because Hansi Saab changed the game. So let's talk about some of the observations from the game. And the first observation I might want to say or might want to talk about is the fact that Timo Werner and Marco Royce, this combination up top just doesn't work. It's terrible. You don't want to have it. It's a little bit static. It kills the build-up play. It's too slow. And no matter how good Werner's work rate or movement is, he is not doing better than Kai Havertz and Thomas Muller at the moment. The thing I have to say is that I don't even mention Marco Royce in this because Marco Royce was just such a non-factor in this game. I know he got the assist for Gnabry's opening goal, but um, that's more down to Gnabry being amazing rather than Royce doing anything exceptional. Royce was just so bad today and you can see why he's allowed to go home early on international breaks or the fact that he's allowed to sit out the entire Euros. It just seems like he's so inconsequential to this Germany team and he's only there because Hansi seems to like him or seems to feel sorry for the fact that Royce has missed so many of his important games due to injury. I don't think Royce was good at all and I don't think Timo was good at all but in different ways. Royce, he occupied all the wrong spaces today. He was always poorly positioned he always seemed to be in the shadow of a romania player so whenever he would be in a situation to receive the ball the players couldn't pass to him because he would be immediately closed down and dispossessed if they did that basically took him out of the game and he 
was like I think people on the game thread and BFW mentioned it. It was like he was a ghost, he just was not visible, and that's a very bad thing for someone like Marco Royce, who tr- thrives on having the ball, on having link up plays with his teammates, and it's not something that you want to see from him. I don't know why he was playing that way. I don't know why Hansi had instructed him to play that way, or if he was just ignoring Hansi's instructions. But Royce was completely taken out of the game by Romania's defense. He had a few decent occasional passes, but most of the time he was forced to either back pass or he lost the ball trying to pass forward or he just didn't do anything of consequence. So that was the problem with Marco Royce and with Marco, I don't see him being a key part of this Germany team. I really don't. There are so many players that play his position. Florian Wirtz, Kai Havertz, Thomas Muller, all of these guys can play attacking midfield. And then there's also Jamal Muziala. Leroy Sane, Serge Gnabry, all these guys can play wingers. So Marco Royce is really feeling like, um, how should I say, superfluous. He's surplus to requirements. On the other hand, Timo Werner, I think if Hansi is trying to prove to Chelsea that Timo Werner deserves a chance, this was not the game to do it. He did not look good out there. He had a few chances. He scuffed them, you know, as Werner tends to do. But that's not the main point. The main point is that his movement was kind of ineffective. And he really could not have an impact on the game. He couldn't get any through balls into either Sané or Gnabry. Whenever he received the ball, he was quite quickly dispossessed. And honestly, without a proper target man, someone like uh, Paulson or someone like, you know, a Lewandowski or, a, you know, he's never played with Lewandowski, but a Lewandowski type player. Without that kind of person shielding Werner from the attention of the defenders, he was struggling out there. I think Romania had far too much of an easy time defending Werner and that was one of the key reasons alongside Royce being invisible. The fact that Germany's offense looked completely impotent for the entire first half. The other problem, and this is the other major problem that we have to talk about, is the fact that the fullbacks just weren't good enough. Tilo Kehrer, he was uh, garbage really. It was, I can't say how bad he was. He was literally Neither did he support Sané up top as an attacker, nor did he support Rudiger at the back as a defender. Like, he literally skimped on both of his duties. I don't know what he did, actually. He was so terrible. I was hoping that Hansi Flick would just sub him off and maybe bring on Muziala and move Sané to left back. I keep going on about the Sané to left back thing, but I really think I'm onto something here. But anyway, Kerrer was so terrible, and I don't understand why he keeps getting the nod when... Guys like David Raum or Nico Schlotterbeck and even Christian Günther. These guys are all options for Germany at left back, even with Robin Gosens injured. And these guys should be getting a chance when the alternative is Tilo Kerry. You should be giving as many people a chance as possible to see who can really, you know, do the job for Germany. The World Cup isn't that far away. It's about a year away, if I'm not mistaken. And Hansi doesn't have that much time. He doesn't have the luxury of really testing or he doesn't have the mastery of playing this single 11 into form. So he needs to start testing and testing quickly. And I think Nico Schlotterbeck should be starting the next game. And he should be subbed off for David Raum. And we should see at least one of them get 60 minutes and the other get 30 minutes. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to have to question what Hansi is doing right now. Because he needs to be finding a better solution at left back. Left back has been holding Germany back pretty much since I would say... Philip Lam retired really. Philip Lam, you know, he could always go into left back and he could always play there. And that was one of Germany's strengths back then. You had Benedict Howard come in at left back, 
when Philip Lahm retired, but Howard is is more of a center back, and that's the case with almost everyone else's played at left back since and that's not the way Germany should be playing and under a Hansi Flick side. Hansi Flick side should be pressing high fullbacks, high wingers, uh, crosses, good cutbacks, through balls, all of that stuff and you can't do that with a defensive fullback and that's the problem that's going on with Thilo Kerrer at the moment. He did not attack. The same can be kind of said of Jonas Hoffman. Jonas Hoffman, he was good in the last international break but I don't know what happened to him today. He was atrocious honestly he not as bad as Kerrer I'd say he did get up the pitch a little bit and he did help defend a lot more than Kerrer did but his crossing was so bad his cutbacks did not reach any of their targets and sometimes it just felt like he was too slow he was just moving his body so slowly onto the ball that the Romanians did not really have to give him too much uh, how should I say, too much importance when they were defending. And given that the Romanians scored very early, I think in the seventh minute, they were on the front foot for most of the game. It's quite fortuitous that Bayern, sorry, Germany, I'm still thinking about Bayern at the moment, that Germany managed to pull one back and then went on to win the game because the Romanians had the game in the bag, I think. They were defending so well and Germany seemed to be out of options until the subs were brought on. Thomas Muller, of course, Thomas Muller and Kai Havertz. And this is a little bit of my own, uh, if you'll indulge me for a moment, I need to talk about Thomas Muller. And Thomas Muller just coming on changed the entire complexion of the game. He was so good after coming on. His movement was light years ahead of Royce. You just, it's like night and day. It's more than night and day. I don't even know how to describe it. He was moving, he was moving every single one of um, how should I say, Romania's defenders out of position, creating spaces for Gnabry and Sani to run into. Everyone was moving so much better now that you had actual combination plays in attack. Royce, without Royce, you had, you know, Gnabry and Havertz trying to link up. Sane managing to get some good chances on goal. And I would say in the last 30 minutes, Germany had the game completely by, by the heels, I think. You know, just... Romania did not have much to say in that moment other than the last four minutes in in stoppage time where things got a little bit nervy at the back. Germany had everything in, under control after Thomas Muller and Kai Havertz came on. And I think this is an indication of what Hansi Flick should be doing so going forward. Like, no more of this Timo Werner redemption arc nonsense. Please no. Put Thomas Muller there. Put Kai Havertz there. Let them do what they want. Have Serge Gnabry there. Have... Leroy Sané there, and also maybe try out Adiemi, try out Muziala, try out Wirtz, try out these younger players a little more often, give them some more time, and stop relying on the guys who are down in the dumps, who are not that important to this team, and who haven't contributed that much, like Timo Werner and Marco Royce. Please try and commit. And that is what I want to see from Hansi Flick, the commitment to making things a lot better than they can be. I did not see much of any pressing, but then again, you know, Romania did not really come forward that much, so there wasn't much need for it. Then again, you have to say that Germany plays a lot less aggressively than Bayern Munich did under Flick, and that's maybe a blessing and a curse. That is pretty much all you have to say for this game. It wasn't a very good game. And this was probably Hansi's most difficult game as coach of Germany so far. Every other game, it was just a cruise control match. And this one was 
a real fight and part of it is down to the fact that the opponents came in with a very good plan but the other part of it is down to the fact that the selection just wasn't good and it can be done much better than what we saw. I hope that Hansi looks at what he's seen today and makes the changes and I hope that he keeps going a little bit you know more back to his roots and goes back to a more pressing and more higher intensity style even though it might not suit international breaks that much. For the next game, I hope to see hope. Uh, I keep saying hope, but I really hope to see Yozua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka rested. And I hope that guys like Adiemi, uh, Wirtz, Musiala, all these young younger players, also Neuhaus, all these players, the players that don't really get much of a chance in the normal eleven, they get to play a little bit because you have to explore your options now. There is no point to just going with Bayern because Bayern players already play together. You need to see what else you have. Maybe you can find something that was previously undiscovered. Maybe a hidden gem or something. So that's pretty much all I have to say today. Thank you for listening to me. This has been I Need No Name on the Bavarian Podcast Post Game Show. Remember to subscribe to us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anything you can name. Check out our match observations for detailed coverage of the game today. Check out our match awards to see who did well. Check out our blog. We have an amazing community there with a lot of commentary on the game. And obviously, you can follow us on Twitter at Bavarian Football Works. That is all I have to say today. And good night.